if you are listening to this on the day it's released, happy International Women's Day. If you're not, I'm sure there's another, you know, special day that's created for this day. I just, I don't really know all of them, I'm not going to lie. Um, but happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> uh, I will be actually talking about International Women's Day and my thoughts on that um, a little bit later. But for now, we have lots of fun things to talk about. You ask me, as always, what I'm looking for as I look at my life with a mix of inconsolable indifference and disastrous despair. Except, of course, when I look at you, then it's different. I roll the eyes that you adore at your question because my time is precious like my diamonds and the little dignity that I have left. I left you once without telling you, silently slipping away in my mind, severing the ties that you had sweet-talked onto waiting wrists. But soon I was back, bubbling over with bubblegum pink love hearts surrounding the apples of my cheeks when you said my name, and my resolve to be mine again slipped out of my reach. You ask me, as always, why I need to read the stars, and your eyes go green when you see my hands upon my cards, thinking that I cannot love you the way I say I do, but I do. You think I cannot love you the way I say I do if I am unsure and anxious. Maybe life is full of absolutes, and I'm just too committed to being non-committal. I'm an Aquarius. I can't find it within myself to see life as realistically and rigidly as you do. But it has, it has always been you. Even when I couldn't see you, it has always been you. I fucked up with them because I was made for you. I didn't fit with them because I was made for you. I was made for you. My eye is chosen, colour frozen and strong for your taste, arms longing to belong to your embrace, and even my constant craving for clues from the sky and universe is fated for you, though you can't see yet because you're still adjusting to this love as I do too. You ask me, as always, and I never answer, but you always know. You know that thing where something quite major happens, but it happens like exclusively in your head and like nobody else knows that it's happened because it's just a you thing and like you, you, you know what I mean? Okay, you don't know what I mean. I'm going to try and explain again. So, you know, when you have like a fight with somebody, but like you don't tell them that you're fighting. And like it just kind of it's very one-sided and it just kind of like happens in your own imagination and you're like I'm so mad at them oh my god I never want to see them again but then like they talk to you like in real life and then you're like oh I don't even remember why I was mad wow it's very that um but this was like a very like like I'm so dramatic and dumb I can't even um 
like, is before we were like together, together, right? You know what I mean? But in my mind, we already were. So I, <laughs> I was mad because, um, <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking thing. Um, because I had written something for him and he didn't seem to realize it was about him because I guess I don't realize that most people do not have that happen to them on a regular basis. Most people are not walking around in life having strange girls write poems about them <laughs> and things like that. So I was like really pissed because like he's it, it wasn't that like he hated it. He said it was very nice and he liked it. Um, and then like a little bit later, I, I, I joked about, you know, writing things about him and he said, oh, that's never happened to me before. And I was like, uh, excuse you, honey. Cause it did. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> and girl, I went full on like crazy, but in a very controlled way so that he would not see that. <laughs> Like, I, oh, I got mad. I was like, let, let me get my cards out. Let me see what's going on here. Let me, like, write some angsty, angry things. Um, I'm, I am mad at this, this, this man. I, <laughs> I knew it, memory scam. Why did I do this? Oh, a scam, ladies and gentlemen. A trick rigor mortis as my dear love Alyssa Edwards would say rigor mortis that bitch I I was mad as hell I was like love is a scam and then I sort of thought to myself bitch did you just say girl <laughs> it's not even actually your boyfriend yet you better calm the fuck down bitch anyways I mean here's the thing the second he, like, messaged me again, I was like, oh, I don't, don't remember why I was upset anymore. And, oh, my God. And then, like, you know, it all worked out in the end. <laughs> but <laughs> I just had like, this moment of high drama, um, as I often do. And <laughs> it was so fucking stupid because I do that. I, you know, but it was very internal. It was very like, you know, sitting in my garden with nature and the cat from next door. Um, you know, trying to find out what is the right path? What's going to happen? What does all this mean? But sometimes you just have to like relax. And that's really hard to do, you know. But I did it. So it's okay. What the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? Well, everyone really needs to stand up and say, that, OK, no, this is not politics in the normal British way. This is something darker and bleaker and it's got to stop. This is 
possible and must be achieved. We want Scotland to remain inside the EU and we want the UK to remain inside the EU. Labour is weak and divided, completely unable to offer any sort of opposition to the Tories. And I say, I say to all the doubters, dude, we are going to energise the country, we're going to get Brexit done. This episode will actually be released on International Women's Day. Um, So, hello from me, a woman who's arguably international. Anyway, speaking of women and girls, the, uh, the government is withholding Uh, a report that they completed, research that they completed, into a specific kind of child abuse. Um, So, stuff in relation to grooming gangs. Um, They have stated that they believe it's not in the public interest to release it. And a lot of people disagree. Uh, there has been petitions which have reached almost 50,000 signatures of people demanding the government release it. And to be quite honest, it's hard to disagree with that. I... I think... I think releasing the research is the very least that the government can do because what we already know is that the victims of these horrific crimes were massively failed by pretty much everybody who was supposed to protect them. Um, Again and again, when these cases... um, open up and we can see what's happened it's it's a a consistent thing these girls were written off you know um multiple cases you can see the same thing being said oh well you know they went back to these situations so clearly there was no need for us to intervene which completely ignores pretty much what grooming is Um, and puts the responsibility for what happened onto children. Children who who legally cannot consent. Children who, who can't make these decisions for themselves. If a child, for want of better terminology, goes back to an abusive situation... It's because they're being manipulated. It's because they've been groomed. Adults in the room should not be putting the responsibility on that child. They should not be blaming that child. But that is something that consistently happened. Um, You know, when it came to 
attempting to get convictions and justice for these girls. So many times the girls were written off as unreliable. The, the failure to protect these girls is arguably why these crimes are so prevalent and went on as long as they did and have as many victims as they did. So I think it is the very least that the government can do to release this research. There is a very real possibility that it will reflect very badly on things like the police, social services, the local authorities, councils, But these girls, they deserve justice. They deserve closure. For a very long time, these girls have been treated like what happened to them was their fault. Um, they've been treated like they were liars. Um, sometimes that's even been something that's been directly thrown at them. They've been told that they were making it up. They've been told that, you know, they were attention-seeking. Um, this research would prove that they they weren't, that they were telling the truth. That they did reach out and try and get help and they were ignored. You know, from, from what we can tell, from the details that we do already have, um, that is very likely to be what's in this research. It is very likely to prove that these girls did reach out and they did attempt to get help for the, for the situation that they were in. They did try, you know, they, they did everything right and they were let down. And that to me is not a good enough reason to say, oh, it's not in the public interest. Because how are we supposed to protect other kids if we don't have that information? You know, sometimes you have to face up to things that are hard to reconcile with to be able to stop it happening again. And that should be the priority. Not worrying about, you know, how it's going to make someone look bad. Not worrying about, you know... how it's going to reflect on councils or the police service because it, if they have acted inappropriately then it is in the public interest that we know because they need to be held accountable things like this don't just happen by accident things like this don't have as many victims involved by accident, there was quite obviously a huge amount of negligence that led to this. And by refusing to publish this research, and by ignoring the public outcry, 
The government are just further perpetuating the message that has been given to survivors of abuse over and over, which is, we'll say we're sorry, we'll give you nice platitudes, but we don't actually care about doing the hard work to help you. We, <laughs> we're not going to do the hard work to make sure this doesn't happen to anyone else. When you consider that it is still, in 2020, so, so difficult for victims of abuse to get any kind of justice, any kind of closure, it just adds to that message of We'll say that we're sorry, but we don't really care. And I really, really feel that these, these victims deserve so much better than this. And, well, we know that, you know, all the government departments will put out their little social media post about International Women's Day. And, uh, you know, talk about protecting women and women that inspire them and things like that. But but there are a huge number of women who were those girls who were abused. And they are being massively failed by this government. So when this government sits here and pretends that it cares about women... I have a hard time believing that. Because if they did, why won't they give these women closure? Why is it the case that women who were girls, they were children, when they were abused in these situations, why do they still have convictions on their records for crimes that their abusers forced them to commit? You know? Um, one one of the, the victims, Sammy Woodhouse, she's been campaigning for years on this issue because so many of the girls who were abused by these gangs were forced into committing crimes um, and things like that. And they have that on their criminal record and that affects them for the rest of their life. And yet <laughs> they're being failed in that regard too. Um... Another issue she's been campaigning on, the man that abused her, um, she, she became pregnant and she had a son and the man that abused her has been encouraged to seek contact with her son. A man that has been convicted of child abuse as part of one of the grooming gangs has been encouraged to contact the son of one of his victims. And, and again, you have to ask yourself, you know, if this government claims to care about women, what about women like Sammy? Why don't they care that they are continuing this trauma when they encourage her abuser to contact her son. When they refuse to look at the fact that the criminal records that she has 
are as a result of the abuse and that's still affecting her life. So this International Women's Day, when the government sits there and pretends to care about women, let's not forget that there are huge numbers of women that were those girls who were the victims of these gangs that the government is failing. And I don't think we should be too quick to forget that. So Amber Rudd is cancelled. Um, and apparently it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to a person ever, according to the reactions of Twitter.com. Um, so what happened was, she was invited to Oxford University to give a talk for International Women's Day. And then about half an hour before the event, um, the UN Women Oxford UK Society, who had invited her, uninvited her about half an hour before the event was due to start because the Oxford African and Caribbean Society objected to her being invited due to her part in the Windrush scandal, um, which, for those who do not remember, um, basically involved a lot of people who had come to the UK um, during the Windrush period being accidentally, using air quotes there, deported, um, detained and things like that because of a government fuck up. Um, and so the Oxford African and Caribbean Society said, we don't think it's appropriate for her to be here. And the UN Women Oxford UK Society said, okay. And then, you know, they basically told her, go away now, please. And she was very, very upset. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, <laughs> she's been really kicking off and a lot of people are also sort of kicking off on her behalf. Um, she said, badly judged and rude of some students last night at Oxford to decide to no platform me. 30 minutes before an event I had been invited to for International Women's Day to encourage young women into politics. They should stop hiding and start engaging. Hashtag free speech. Um, so many people are rushing to her defence. <laughs> Fucking hell. Her daughter, um, who is a journalist, um, said... Cannot believe mum was no platformed at my old uni yesterday. Mum doesn't need the platform and travelled to talk for free, she's put that in capitals, for International Women's Day, proceeds to FGM charity. That's female genital mutilation, uh, for those who don't know the acronym. I don't care if you disagree with her, it's fucking rude. This is not how women should treat each other. Do you know what? <laughs> I I'm going to be real with you. I don't particularly care either way if Amber Rudd gets to speak at places. I I don't. <laughs> um I don't think I mean it would be useful if you have disagreements with her. Um and you disagree with her actions, I think it can be useful to have her there and be able to question her and hold her to account, sure. But I also feel that 
Because here's the thing. Everybody, I suppose, has a right to free speech. But that's not the same thing as entitlement to a platform. You know? Like... I mean... And I, I feel like people are being very disingenuous and they're acting like she is owed space to perform at this event. And yeah, I get it. It's probably not very nice that she turned up, she went all the way there and then they basically told her half hour before to fuck off. But I mean, it's not exactly the end of the world. And she's making this big drama over it. And then all of her fucking supporters are joining in and acting like it's like the worst thing in the world. Like from reading some of these tweets, you would think that these students strapped her down on the stage and beat her to death. But they didn't. They just said, you know what? We've changed our mind. We don't want you at this event. And yeah, maybe that was a bit rude. And they probably should have cancelled it earlier if there were objections. But... (sighs) It's not the worst thing that's ever happened. It's not like they accidentally deported her, for fuck's sake. Like, you know, so Amber Rudd got her feelings hurt. It's not like she was detained in the fucking immigration detention centre where conditions are disgusting and, you know, people who have done things that are minor, like overseeing visas, are kept in the same place as, like, murderers and rapists or anything. Like, damn, Amber, count your blessings. Um... I mean, I might have had more sympathy if she hadn't been whining about this. Because <laughs> that, to me, it was just like, go. Go. Like, really? There are some women who, when they want to exercise their free speech, can be fucking imprisoned. And you're sitting here whining because you got uninvited to a university event? Go. <laughs> And she used to be the home secretary. She knew this shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I don't know. But can we really expect, like, self-awareness and, like, you know, normal behaviour from somebody who was fucking home secretary of the UK and is a grown woman but still thought that it was acceptable to call a black MP coloured? I don't know. Uh... (laughs) I mean, anyway, uh, speaking of women saying things, uh, Lisa Nandy um, of Labour Leadership Race fame, the the race that never fucking ends, um, has been having a moment. Uh, She spoke in an interview, she said that Corbyn supporters wanted to crush his Labour opponents and well then a bunch of Corbyn supporters kicked off and kind of proved what she was saying um uh, one of Rebecca Long Bailey's spokesmen said that she was talking utter bullshit which is uh great very polite um Ian Lavery of stealing from the sick miners fame uh said that <laughs> that it was gutter like garbage i do approve of the alliteration i'm not gonna lie um but yeah it was basically a bunch of dudes piling onto a woman because she said something <laughs> you know which definitely disproves this whole you know 
idea that Corbyn supporters wanted to crush his opponents. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, coronavirus is happening. I went to the shops the other day, right? And let me tell you this. From floor to, like, top shelf... And even on the top, top shelves that they have for like extra stock, there was no soap, no hand sanitizer. There was no paracetamol. Um, it was very limited stocks of toilet roll, I'm not going to lie. And I just, I thought to myself, was you bitches not buying this shit before? Was you not buying soap? Like, what is that? You serious? I, okay. Um, but yeah, apparently everybody in the UK has only just realised that they're supposed to wash their hands and shit. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you you guys weren't. <laughs> well, I'm very glad that I'm a social recluse and I rarely shake hands with people. Like, it's fucking hell. Um, but, the, I mean, the government keeps telling people, you know... You have to wash your hands. You have to do this. You have to do that. But the problem is, is supermarkets can't keep up. You know, they've only got as much stock as they've got, realistically. Um, obviously, I think they're, they're probably going to attempt to get some deliveries in to try and get, you know, these kinds of things back in stock. But they can only do what they can do. And so it's all well and good for the government to sort of sit there and tell people, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. But, you know, there are huge amounts of the population that because people are panic buying and they're buying way more than they need, a lot of people are not going to be able to get the stuff that they would normally get to do these things. So, I mean, I don't know. They they should do what France are doing. France are like, they've like got loads of like hand sanitizer and stuff like that. And they're like handing it out to people that need it. I think that would be quite sensible, you know, but I guess guess we don't feel like doing that here, which is a shame. Uh, the budget in Scotland has passed. Uh, the SNP and the Greens worked together to pass the budget at the Scottish Parliament. Um, the Tories, Labour and Lib Dems opposed it, uh, which, I mean... I, I feel like sometimes when it comes to stuff in the Scottish Parliament, you know, especially parties like Labour will kind of work in this whole, you know, an enemy of my friend. Wait, no, that's not the phrase. A fr an enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's it, isn't it? But they're very that. It's like, do you, like, really... Because there was a lot of positive stuff in the budget that was basically what Labour were asking to be in the budget. So it's it's a bit like, well, then why are you voting against it? Like, it passed anyway, but why? To what end? You know? And then Labour will be the ones who'll sit there and be like, you know, why does everyone keep bringing up that we sided with the Tories on Scottish independence? Why does everyone keep bringing up that we went and campaigned with them? And it's like, well, because you, you, you constantly side with them, even when, 
even when you know the SNP are offering you what you supposedly want you still side with the Tories like make it make sense hun <laughs> but um speaking of Scottish Labour bless them um there's been a lot of noise about the whole you know Labour needs to win Scotland thing again um even though their failure to win England means that they're probably not going to win a general election for a while because obviously England has far more seats available than Scotland, but there we are. Um, <laughs> but I mean, things like this is exactly the problem. You know, how are you going to win over voters when you are constantly seen to be siding with the party that like everybody hates <laughs> and over petty reasons as well? You know, like, if you can't learn to compromise and you can't learn to work with people that have similar interests to you, because that's the thing, Labour and the Conservatives, arguably the only thing in Scotland that they have in common is being against independence, right? Everything else, economically, socially, they're very different. So it's like, why would you not work with the party that you are economically and socially similar to? Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be petty, I'm just being real. It's, it, it just seems like they're being petty, you know? Like, if they put forward that budget, they would vote for it, you know? But because a party they don't like put it forward, they're willing to vote with another party that they don't like to oppose it, even though it contains a lot of stuff that they like. And I'm like, mmm, okay. More allegations have come out about Pretty Patel being a bully, um, including one story that it made me so sad. There was somebody who worked with her who took an overdose because they, they were so, so distressed and, and so upset. Um, and they received a payout of compensation for it. Um, so these allegations are just piling up and the Tories are just like, nah, we're sticking with her, it's fine. <laughs> uh, she's had support from Boris Johnson, lots of Tory MPs are coming out and doing little tweets like, oh, Pretty Patel's amazing, she, we love her, she's so great, like, she would, you know, she has so much bravery, she's not a bully, oh my god, and I'm like, you're just making her look more guilty, but okay. <laughs> like like that that's what's happening here like you're just making her look more and more guilty the more that you kind of keep doing this it just looks like like you're trying to hide something and I just I mean yikes uh, <laughs> um so, I don't know how this is resolved. Sometimes I feel like maybe she's going to resign, but I don't know. I feel like they're just going to try and keep hold of her and keep it together for as long as they can. Because they don't want to have to admit, you know, we've made a mistake. We've ignored something horrific. Um, so, I mean... That sucks. Um, 
Speaking of horrific mistakes, guess who's still running for Labour leader? It's Rebecca Long-Bailey. Um, and she admits a horrific mistake. She was interviewed by Andrew Neil this week. It was the very definition of car crash. Like, <laughs> girl. Anyways, she admitted during the interview that she failed to call out anti-Semitic comments at her Liverpool rally. But then she refused to actually say whether the member making them should be, you know, in any way disciplined by the party. Um, so it's like, <laughs> again, Becky, a fucking gan, like really girl. I just, I don't understand how somebody can stand there confidently and say... I'm going to be the leader of this party. I'm going to be a leader, but then can't be asked to do the very basic things that a leader should do, such as calling out racism. Like, that's the very basic, sis. Like, <laughs> like, like what what's your plan then what what are you actually going to do as leader like <laughs> you know what what are the leadery things that you actually plan on fucking doing because so far i'm not really fucking seeing anything i'm not it's <laughs> it's embarrassing like that's what you're supposed to do as a leader like you know as, as the very basics, if she can't even do that, then what the fucking hell is the point? Like, what is the point? Um, speaking of pointless bitches, uh, this guy on Twitter, um, Bradley J.E.J. -E went a little bit viral because he made a video of him approaching Diane Abbott, the Labour MP, on the tube and like just yelling at her and being rude and being horrible. She walked away. She didn't react to it. She just walked away, which frankly I'm amazed by because I couldn't do that. I, I mean, Christ. But he, he seemed to think it was hilarious. And I'm like, what is funny about the fact that you're out here being creepy and weird to someone who has done nothing to you? She was just standing there minding her own business and you've just gone up there and started harassing her. Like, what's funny about that, bitch? But this is kind of... um, Because I saw uh, in the news the other day this story about a man who, he was at a Bernie Sanders rally and he brought out a fucking Nazi flag um, and shit like that. And so I think, you know, there has been a rise, obviously with, with Brexit, we saw a rise in that as well. Um, you know, MPs being verbally abused in public uh, people harassing them, 
Um, of course, we all saw the videos of MPs being, you know, when they were trying to leave the House of Commons to try and, you know, go home after votes and things like that, being, you know, abused and attacked, followed by protesters um, on, a, on a constant basis. I, I mean, I don't know if this is the new normal, so to speak. I mean, this guy obviously did it for fucking clout. He was trying to get internet points. Uh, he was trying to get likes and retweets. Um, and it worked for a bit, but then everyone sort of told him he was a clown and an idiot and he got really upset. Um, but I mean, is this going to be a consistent thing? Members of the public fucking harassing MPs in public, you know, yelling at them and shit like that. Like, there are lots of MPs that I don't agree with and I don't like, but I'm not going to fucking yell at them, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to be horrible and shit like that because, you know, my parents didn't massively fail on raising me, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a pretty okay person, but I mean... I just, like, who does that? Seriously. Why? Okay, so you know that I hate the government, obviously, uh, but the domestic abuse bill is being introduced to Parliament. I am begging these bitches not to fuck this up, okay? I do not have much faith in the government. That is clear. But if they cannot fuck this up... I, I'm i not going to sit here and pretend like I'm suddenly going to vote Tory because I'm not, but I would just be very thankful for that because the amount of people that could be protected by this legislation, the, you know, women, men, children all across the UK that are affected by domestic abuse that could be protected, that could be helped... I am begging them not to fuck this up. This bill has gone through so much turmoil. Please, just fucking get it right. Get it done. Just do one nice thing, okay? We're stuck with you for the next five years. Just do one nice thing, please, and thank you. Leila Moran is running to be the leader of the Liberal Democrats. She announced it. This morning on Sophie Ridge, uh, on Sunday morning, uh, International Women's Day. Um, I kind of thought she was going to. She, she's been doing a lot of media to raise her profile. She's been going around visiting constituencies for no reason. Uh, so it kind of felt like, yeah, yeah, she's going to run. Okay. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, they didn't really think about it because, I mean, it's the Lib Dems. So, I mean... A lot of people don't even realise they're going to have a leadership contest because they're like, oh, it's to Lib Dems, who cares, right? But um, yes, Leila Moran is running. Um, well, the Lib Dems couldn't do much worse than their last leader, so why not? Uh, <laughs> speaking of Joe Swinson, of Joe Swinson's Liberal Democrats fame, um, <laughs> she's resurfaced. There are heavy rumours that she is being lined up for a seat at the Scottish elections. Um, 
and that they are hoping she will take over from Willie Rennie as the leader of the Scottish Liberal Democrats because she did such a great job leading Joe Swinson's Liberal Democrats last time. Um, If that's what they want to do, fine, but I mean... (sighs) Joe Swinson, again... A woman who has been rejected by the public multiple times and you think, oh, yeah, let's just give her a seat and give her the leadership. Like, (sighs) Lib Dems are going to Lib Dem, you know. At least they're not out having dogs assassinated today, you know. It could be worse. sometimes but I sleep a lot more stable when you grace my dreams with your presence they used to call me the creator of divine revolution I was born under certain stars that revealed some shit to me that felt feverishly urgent and once upon a time I thought I'd change the world in halter necks and heels I was a flower child running up the hills of my cage until the walls came crashing down like I do some days and so I thought we had something in common Once upon a time, I thought I'd change the world, and maybe I still will. You told me once I'd probably changed your life, and I couldn't tell if you meant yours, or if it was just a line, or if you meant somebody else. Sometimes I isolate myself, like I'm infectious, but my stars keep slipping out, and they're spreading to places I can't even pronounce. Is is that the sort of thing you're talking about? You encourage me. I have this courage now in buckets, spades, and the caps of all my pens, somewhere deep down in my chest where you told me that my heart was, teaching me how to come back to life, pressing gently on my skin as you stare into my eyes, and every song I wrote about you plays on shuffle in my mind because you are my voice now. It used to be so lonely, so fragile, but now... It's kneeling next to me, teaching me things for an emergency that I absolutely will not remember when the time comes, and making my heart scream at full, fulfilling volume, and... Fucking hell, I love you. (laughs) Maybe that's how I changed the world. Just by being a little bit brighter when I walk down the road. Actually making eye contact for once, like I'm from the north or something. Okay, yeah, to be real, it's definitely not going to be that. I will not be doing that. Maybe it will be finding little things to smile about so I'm not quite so blue, or I create a revolution where I am divinely devoted to happiness. Most of my mum's family are from the north, and... Well, they do that. They they make eye contact with strangers. They talk to strangers. Like my my grandma, she she always does it. She'll she'll just start talking to strangers, and I'm like, "Are you trying to get murdered, sis? What is this?" <laughs> but you know where she's from. It's normal. People talk to each other. They're friendly, and I'm like, "I've been living in the south too long. That's mm, that that is not a usual thing for me." So. <laughs> but I, I guess 
kind of the idea that when you're happy and you're in love, sometimes you're nice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe talking to or not talking to strangers um, for me is more of a, you know, it's about protection of, of my life because I used to do it. I did. I used to talk to strangers. Like I wouldn't start conversations, but if strangers talked to me, I wouldn't like tell them to fuck off or walk away as quickly as possible. And let me tell you this, it got me into trouble. And so I don't do that anymore. I won't be rude to people. I'll just be like, I'm sorry, I've got to go. And just like try and get away as quick as possible. Because it never ends well. It never does. Um... And I very highly doubt that being happy is going to change my perspective on that. But, you know, maybe I will attempt to look less disinterested in public. Because <laughs> I do that. I, I sort of try and look as, like, unapproachable as possible so that people won't, you know, you know what I mean? Especially, like, men, because <laughs> in my experience, nothing that you tell them makes them go away. <laughs> I've tried it all, you know. I, You know, I've got a boyfriend, I'm married, I, I'm late for something, I'm a lesbian, I, I have a disease. They, they don't care. They're, they're not really listening, to be quite honest. <laughs> so that's always, you know... Um. It's always a bit of a a situation, but I, uh, you know, so <laughs> so trying to avoid that, I just sort of try and seem as unapproachable as possible. I'll have my my earphones in whether I'm listening to something or not, um, and I sort of I try not to make eye contact with anyone. I just sort of sit very to myself. I mean, it's, it still doesn't work sometimes, but we're trying, you know, and may, maybe now that I'm a happier person, maybe I won't do that. I don't know. Realistically, I'm probably not going to do that because I still, I don't feel like there's anything good out there for me <laughs> in terms of spontaneous public conversations. But, you know, I can be happy in other ways, you know, and I can display the happiness that I have in other ways. Um, according to a thing on Instagram that I found, because of my, my date of birth and my star sign, I am the creator of Divine Revolution. And that's a lot of responsibility, you know? I gotta, I gotta create some shit. I did, I did create the, the project about the cult. Maybe that's what they meant. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh my God, what if we did the cult for real? Message me if you want to do that. I'll start looking up how we can do I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> if if my spy from the home office who's just desperate to put me on a watch list is listening, I'm not really going to make a call, okay? Like, relax. It's not going to happen. That you know of. I might do it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean... Sometimes just being a person is a lot of responsibility. And you think, well... I have so many things I'm supposed to be doing. I have so many things I want to do. And sometimes just little simple things. You know, because they add up. And maybe that's what you need to do. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. 
I'm just a girl with a podcast. Why are you asking me? I should also say, just in the uh, interest of transparency, um, I took a BuzzFeed quiz last night and it told me I am more northern than southern, which is wild considering I've lived in the south for a very long time and I have (laughs) only really been to the north on holiday and for family events. But nevertheless, apparently, I I am very, very northern. Um, So... So fuck, maybe I will start having public conversations and shit. I hope not, because I just have a really bad feeling, but we'll see. Okay, so I'm recording this bit of the podcast on International Women's Day. And let me just say this. What the fuck is the point? I fucking love women. I do. Um, I think that we're great. I think we absolutely should be celebrated. But I don't think that's what International Women's Day is anymore, really. Um... I I know it's like a thing that everybody says about like all, you know, special days that happen throughout the year. Oh, it's so commercial now. But this one genuinely is, you know, I if you go into the tag on Twitter for hashtag International Women's Day, the amount of fucking ads you will see, you know, people like so many brands are using it as a commercial opportunity, essentially, to promote their stuff. Um, You know, influencers are all posting, you know, ads, you know, (sighs) Jesus Christ. And everyone is just posting, like, the most fucking... Like, there's a lot of, like, basic content, you know. Um, Oh, look, you know if I post this like one you know quite shallow quote about women for like one day of the year then everyone can overlook all the shit things I do to women for the rest of the year do you know what I mean and it's just messy and I mean don't get me wrong there are some posts with women talking about women uh, there are some posts with men talking about women, but, you know, there is a lot of stuff that is basically promotional stuff. It's people trying to bring attention to 
their brand or their work or you know things like that and I you know and, and the rest of it is just dudes being like oh when is international men's day bitch we already covered this every fucking year you know when it is stop being pedantic um and I just I just think to myself well I mean really is this is this what it's come to you know companies just selling you know empowerment as products and you know for one day of the year brands remember that women have money and so they're like oh look at all of these you know female things that we've we've got for you to celebrate you and it's like for real is this it like I don't know like I'm not saying that like you know, women should get fucking presents or whatever on International Women's Day or, or nothing. I don't know, but it just seems at this point like just an opportunity for companies and brands and influencers and whatever to plug their shit and for men to yell about International Men's Day even though one exists and is celebrated every fucking year. Um you know, and for people to just post, like, a little fake deep thing, pretend to care about women for, like, one day, and then just move on with their lives, and I'm like, (laughs) okay, fine, if that's what we're doing, whatever, um, I mean, I can't, there was, Jesus, the police service in Northern Ireland, Jesus. They decided to celebrate International Women's Day this year. They were going to have female colleagues nominating male colleagues who supported them during their career. So even on fucking International Women's Day, let's make it about men. Because men are men are men are the reason for everything good that happens to women, apparently. I don't know. I just I mean what what is the point like if if we're just gonna make it about brands being able to sell us stuff for another day of the year influencers being able to cash in on another day of the year companies and services missing the fucking point and centering men and shit like that like what are we doing this for to what end you know the the facts are this there are still women across the world who who are imprisoned who are persecuted for you know for things that men are allowed to do there are there are women you know right now female activists who are locked up in prison um Everyone, do you know what? Everyone likes to go on about the the relaxing of the driving ban in Saudi Arabia. A lot of the women who campaigned for that and made that happen are in prison. I don't see any of these fucking brands or influencers talking about that. (laughs) 
they are women, they are international, do we want to talk about this? No, we just want to, you know, buy pink shit and celebrate, like, the very basic stuff. I, <laughs> I, you know, in my mind, the point of something like this, International Women's Day, would be, you know, to uplift the voices of women across the world who don't often get heard. Um... You know, in the US and Canada, there are still um, a huge amount of cases of indigenous women who have just gone missing. Nobody knows where they are. But are, are these fucking brands talking about them? No, they're talking about, oh, look, we've released this new line of makeup for you to buy on International Women's Day. Oh, look, you know here's apple to talk about how their computers and laptops and shit are important to feminism um you know here's a spotify playlist about women I, <laughs> you know i i don't know i just feel like if we have this one day of the year we could do something useful with it we could we could talk about I mean, there's there's this thing that happens every year. Jess Phillips, uh, she's a member of parliament in the UK. She stands up in the House of Commons and she reads through a list of women in the UK who have been murdered that year. And she does that every year um, on the week of International Women's Day. And, you know, it's it's hard to listen to and it's hard to to know that that has happened to those women and to so many women but it's important why why are these brands not highlighting stuff like that why do they only care about women when they can sell stuff to women see this this is the question and this is my problem with this they'll pop up in the hashtag and be like oh happy international women's day here is a fucking black and white video of some some women that we have hired to be in this ad um, over a fucking slow acoustic song like we're a John Lewis Christmas ad. Um, please buy our shit. And it's like, <laughs> that's all you could come up with? Like, I know that they have to make money. I get that. But they could they could try and not be so obvious that that's what this is about for them. But they never do. And I just, it's like every year it comes around and this happens. And I'm like, <laughs> really, girl? really except i can't really say really girl because you know most most of these brands are controlled by men this kind of messaging is coming from men like it, it, and there's nothing wrong with men some of them are fine but <laughs> but i just i mean i just feel like We could actually do more to highlight real issues, real things that are happening for women on this day. Um, you know, we could talk about, you know, UK specific stuff. We can talk about um, the way that attacks on Muslim women in the UK have risen over the last few years. We could talk about that. Um, we could talk about how, you know girls in the UK are being pushed away from 
you know, STEM subjects at school. But I mean, instead, we're just we're just getting shit like, you know, oh, join us for this little conference. It's basically a several hour ad for our fucking product. You know, watch this video, which is basically a several minute ad for our product. Um, I, to me, it says a lot about what a lot of people, you know, who are creating these ads and putting out this content on a day that is supposed to be about uplifting and empowering women. It says a lot that their first thought is to advertise to us and not to, not to talk about the reason for for these things existing you know <laughs> the the fight for equality for women did not just end because you know you've decided it's boring and you want to just get back to selling us stuff it's still there and this is an opportunity for us to be able to talk about that and to me it seems distasteful that this is what it's become. Okay. So, as usual, you can find me on my website, jenniferwan.com. You can also find me on social media with the username Miss J Squared on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all of those kinds of places. Um, thank you very much to my top tier patrons, supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Katie, Christina, Josie, Gabriella, David, Elena, Alicia, Emily, Andy and Tyler. Um, if you'd like to support this show on Patreon, you can. Uh, from $1 a month, you get exclusive stuff, behind-the-scenes content, early release stuff, free stuff, all kinds of stuff. Um, and the details for that are in the description or on my website. Um, you can also support the show with one-off donations. The show and other projects that I do um, on PayPal or Coffee, and the links for that are in the description or on the website too. Um, or you could just leave a review. That helps too. It's very helpful. Um, so you can do that on quite a few platforms. I know you can do it on iTunes, but I only use that to listen to podcasts. So I don't know about the others, but um, I'm sure you'll you'll uh, <laughs> you'll be able to see that from whichever podcast service that you use. Uh, there should be an option for that somewhere. I'm sure. Um, at the moment. I am not 100% sure if there will be an episode next week, but I will try and update you on that. So there should be an update on my website or on one of my social medias at some point, but I will try and let you know um, as soon as I can. Good night, my love. <laughs>